0: I think you want the, the Nina back, the Sisa, and the, the Noni, the everything Santa, right? The Santa Maria. <laughs> 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 what,
1: what were they again? The, the Nina, the, the Pinta, Pinta, and the, the Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. <laughs> yeah, let's get a couple of those lines going.
2: <laughs> wow! Sail off into the sunset, it, it, Brian. It, it kind
0: of <laughs> makes you chuckle because you, you can tell you can tell when people get into our business in like the uh, the early two thousands. Yeah, <laughs> because they went they went five or six years without actually collecting a tax return. Oh, it's I cr- mean, we, you know, they were just so used to that type of loan oh, I yeah. mean, back in the day. Well,
1: listen, I think you've yeah. got loan originators in the business today that still remember that time that don't want to accept that it's a different time, right? Right, and they still have a hard time. Like they're afraid that if they go to a borrower and ask for some bank statements, some tax returns, and some W twos, they're gonna. Be like, Pfft. Nope, I'm out. I'm out. We're we're not getting that loan. You know, you,
2: I don't want it. Somebody it's else like going to somebody the car else dealer. is
1: gonna give me that loan and not gonna ask for all that stuff. All right, welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell, always here with Mr. John Jones as our amazing co-host. And we have a special guest with us today, joining us from Angel Oak Mortgage. Solutions, solutions is Stacy Flanagan. So Stacy, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here with John and I today.
2: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Nice to see you in person. It's been a little bit it's over a year, right? It's been
2: a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a it's while been a out while. and about. Yep. Yeah. It feels yeah. good to be out and about.
0: It does feel good to be out and about. That's what we keep talking about.
1: Yeah. Getting yeah. back to some normalcy. Getting back to some and not teaching elementary school.
2: Oh, that was brutal. That was so brutal. I, I, so far, I haven't she met was the, anybody. She was
0: clearly smarter than you and I because she jumped out right away. Her kids went back <laughs> right, right in away. September, oh, right? Yeah. August, yeah. September. Yeah. I waited the first quarter through.
1: I waited and, the first semester. Yeah, you went half a year um, through yeah. Christmas. You know, I haven't which. met anybody yet who was homeschooling their kids that was like, man, I loved it. It was awesome. I haven't
2: either.
1: No. It's, yeah. it's not out there. No. I, and, it was tough. You know, I have a new appreciation. If you're out there, send us a message. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're, we're curious. Yes. I, I totally How'd have you do it? I, mean, I totally have a new appreciation for teachers. You know, oh. like... I, like
2: Absolutely. Just
1: you know, being mean. I, you know, I've always been like, well, you guys only really work part time. You get the whole summer off.
2: They freaking need it. They deserve. Oh
1: <laughs> you know, no wonder. Yeah.
2: And they deserve a raise.
1: They do. They for sure do. So they big do. time. So oh, to all all the teachers out there, thank you for taking care of our kids. So, that we can actually have some fun.
2: So, we can do <laughs> our <laughs> easier <laughs> job. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,
1: it's much, cool. much easier. Yeah. So, uh, Stacey, tell us a little bit how long you've been in the mortgage business. Like, what was your journey like?
2: I started back with Alliance Funding in 1998 as a rep for what we used to call subprime. Okay. So, I've been doing repping for non QM, as we now refer to it as, since then. So I love it. I absolutely love the (laughs) wholesale side. I love being a rep. Um, When Subprime went out of business back in 2008, the crash, I didn't want to do anything else. I had a bunch of calls from agency lenders saying, come over to the agency side. And I'm like, no, I like fitting the square peg into the round hole and figuring out and manipulating and and massaging loans and trying to make them fit into our programs. So I was so excited when Angelo came back into business. Wow. Yeah, well what what did
1: you do after the subprime crash?
2: So I actually became a uh, sales manager at Tradewinds. okay. So I was doing group sales trying to get people like Van Dyke to have host their conferences there conferences there. Yeah, yeah. so I did that for two years. and then um, had a baby and stayed home for two years. and then Angel Oak called right when he was two years old and said, you're coming back.
1: We would like you to come back to work now, please. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So you've been back, what about six, seven years? Is it?
2: Yeah, I've been with Angel Oak almost seven years now.
1: Okay. Yeah, I joke all the time about people in the mortgage business, especially those that are like just getting in, like they're the rookies like or whatever. Hotel this is like Hotel Ca- John's heard this before. <laughs> 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 this is like Hotel of California. Like you, you can check out anytime you like. You just can't ever leave. Exactly. So you checked out for a little bit.
2: I did. I did. I checked out couldn't wait for it to come back.
1: So cool. So So tell us a little bit about Angel Oak. What are you guys specializing in?
2: We're a non-QM lender. We do um, portfolio loans. So you have your one-stop shop with Van Dyke now because we're partnered obviously in a great relationship. So you have your QM, conventional, FHA, VA, all those type loans, and now with our partnership that we have with you guys, you can now offer our loans, which is gonna be your bank statement programs for Mm self-employed borrowers. It's gonna be your no income cash flow loans, which a lot of people know as the DSCR, debt service coverage Mm -hmm. loans. Um, So anything that you can't get done on the conventional side, you have that ability to um, portfolio those loans with us on the non-QM side.
0: All right, cool. So what what has changed going back? You know, prior to two thousand eight, it was subprime. Some there were some different loans out there that 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 we kind of got away from us, right? And created this this market uh, collapse. What's different and what's new about it that that we do now that's different from that day?
2: So then it was definitely a lot more lenient. Um, like stated, 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 stated. Stated W two liars loans. We used to call them. Right. Right. <laughs> um, But now there's a lot more regulations. You have Dodd-Frank, you have the CFPB. We're very concerned with ability to repay all of our loans we require to be able to see the ability to repay, whether it's through reserves, whether it's through residual income. Um, So we're a lot more conservative. We're definitely looking at each loan on the, um, the borrower themselves credit score. But yes, we are still offering The bank statement program for the self employed borrowers. But we're a lot more regulated now. We want to see. You're um, seeing the
0: income stream.
2: We're seeing the income stream. We're using an expense ratio. Again, we have the disposable income or residual income that we look at, where before we didn't do any of that. We didn't have anything. There wasn't a CFBB. There was no regulation. It was was whatever it was. Write it down on your applicant, your 1003,
0: put the income down, and that was the end of it. You wouldn't have to gather up 12 months, 24 months. Statements.
1: yeah so, so yeah. I mean to some degree you're doing like financial forensics yes right it, to, yes. to underwrite a loan is like hey here's you, n- you may not be using a W2 or a tax return but you're using some sort of financial information to try to engineer what income could actually come out of this to make a deal work
2: right so then what we used to call subprime <clears throat> the subprime borrowers never went away the subprime lenders went away because we didn't have those regulations. So now that we came back into the playing field about 6 7 years ago, non-QM started to come back. Those borrowers were always still out there and a lot of them they they deserve a home. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. you know, if you're self-employed, you're going to write off everything that you can. Yeah. You know, I would. So it's these people are still deserving to get into their dream home. So right. offering that and being able to offer that and let them get into their dream home, it's it's pretty satisfying.
1: Yeah, just curious. I know I'm probably getting off topic here, but as you were saying, that it made me think. Like, what is um, like the delinquency rate on some of these? Like, are are these well performing loans?
2: Yes. So anything that isn't well performing, we would hear about it. If our delinquency um, rate was high, we would hear about it through our upper management. They would be tightening up, mm-hmm. and they're not. So every week, every other week, we have a conference call on Fridays, and it's it's They don't really go into how our loans are performing, but they are definitely loosening guidelines every time we have a conference call, whether it's lowering FICO scores or raising loan-to-values or or reducing rates. We've been reducing rates consistently Mm -hmm. since we came back after COVID. So if there was a high delinquency, these enhancements wouldn't be going on. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah so, I mean, you just basically you just laid out, you know, here are the risk factors associated with a loan. So from your perspective as a, as a company, if the loans are performing, that means they're less riskier. So let's reduce some of the risk factors. And a lot of people don't realize that rate is one of the things that lenders will do, um, to, um, Increase uh, or align, decrease, right? Align with the risk factors associated absolutely. with those those loans. So that that's great. That's great news to hear. Yep, that's gr- that's great news to hear. Uh, because I think that there was a period of time in this business and that subprime that you were in that you know the loans weren't always performing loans, but lenders were making so much money on them. Yeah, like they were factoring in some of those defaults. Remember
2: right? when we had the two twenty eight with a three year prepay. I mean, some of these that things that we had didn't even make sense. At yeah, the time. I, that that was before
1: my time. I, I oh. you know, like, you know, the, you said you got in the business in 1998. I, I got in in April of 2007.
2: Oh, maybe I shouldn't have put a That's year. That's a in bad there. time.
1: Or maybe that, I, was, I, that was a bad time to get into
2: the business.
0: It, yeah. it was. It yeah. was. But th- things are things are drastically different though. When 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 you look hmm. back at that day, oh, yeah. I mean, in originating at that time, you know, 05 and six. There were, there were no end users. I mean, yeah. a lot of the, the builders were in a frenzy. They were, they were throwing up high-rise condos. They were building mega developments all over Florida and other states, California, with, with no real domino end user, somebody that was actually going to live and occupy the home. People were buying multiple, multiple properties going, you know, no income yeah. qualify. Oh, well, yeah,
2: and the appraised values went through. I the mean, and roof. just
0: and just to flip them. That was that was, you know, when you had somebody that was buying three at a time with no intent to ever move into the development, just to hold on to them for a year and rent them at a loss mm-hmm. and then hope to, to make, you know, 100, 150,000 when on you know, a the resale. market went up on yeah. a resale.
2: Right. Yep.
0: Yeah, that that's the those times are gone, so I do feel much much better about our market today.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that um even with you know a lot of the non-QM products, it's like Stacy said, it's a different world than it was back then. You know, I think the industry learned from their mistakes, right? Absolutely. We 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 learn in failure, and uh, I think it's it's much you know. And, and I think what I love about like specifically the type of products that you guys are offering is it is an opportunity to take a borrower who does have the financial means to buy that house to be able to afford that payment. To find a creative way to get into it. Now, from our perspective, you know, we're, one of the things we're always talking to our LOs about is how do you go out into the field and have unique conversations with referral partners, right? So, from the um, the conventional side of it, I say all the time, like we've all got great products right Right. we've all got like you said fha va usda conventional we've all got the same products we pretty much all have the same rate and we all close loans fast those are the minimum expectations to be a lender in this market right now but I wanna help loan officers go out there and have different conversations because if you're sitting down with a referral partner and that's what you're leading with, you that's the same thing that eight people Everybody before you ends. led yeah. with. Yeah. So if we can sit down and have some conversations that are more unique, and I've said this here before, I feel that if you're not working with a loan originator who has access to tools and resources like this, as an agent, you're closing less homes. Absolutely then you could be. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep.
2: Yeah, we did a statistic, it was actually pretty interesting where we were saying for realtors, if they closed one extra loan or two extra non-QM loans a year that they didn't originally know that they could they get could financing do, yeah. for, mm-hmm. they could get an extra twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 in their pocket. I mean, sure. that could put you, somebody's making 70 grand, that could put you into the six yeah. figure digit. Yep. I mean, just, just a couple extra loans that you may have not even known you had the ability to, to mm-hmm. offer financing for, now you have that outlet. I mean, it's just everybody wants to make money. That's what we're all in this business for. Yeah. So to be able to close those extra deals <clears> is phenomenal.
0: Yep. And so in your role as the account executive, you do a great job of bringing that information out to our referral realtor partners on presentations. Mm-hmm. So just explain that you know you as a uh, an account executive, you don't actually do the loan, but you partner with us where we originate the loan, and then it's your loan product that, Correct. that, that we broker and close with.
2: Yes. Yeah, so realtors and borrowers will be reaching out to you guys and um, you know, going over the scenario and that's when you and I or your LOs and, and myself are going to be trying to, again, fit that round peg in the right. square hole type deal. Um, we're gonna figure out the best product, the best rate for the client. Um, we're going to, if it's a bank statement program, somebody that's self-employed that writes too much off, can't show their tax returns, we're gonna go ahead and calculate that income up front for you, even on a TBD property. So you're, Realtors are not going to waste time driving yeah, around great. looking at houses that Nine are without w- not within reach of the borrowers, or maybe they're saying, oh, I can yeah. afford a $700,000. we are going to do that income calculation up front. You're going to send us the bank statements. We're going to calculate that income and say, okay, here's your income that you have to work with. Now you know what price range mm-hmm. you can start looking for, yeah. which I think is a huge asset for you guys that's and, and your partners. That's
1: a huge tool. Yeah, that TBD is a huge, huge
2: tool. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because the bank statement borrowers, they don't bulk at rate. I mean, they're like so glad to be able to get a loan because mm-hmm. most of the time they have really good credit, mm-hmm. they have money down, because they do and very really well. And really good accountants. And very good accountants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> very,
0: very and good. So, and very good accountants.
2: So that way they can get into their home, we calculate the income, they don't bulk at rate because you know, they can either show all their income and pay Uncle Sam. Thirty percent, or they can pay me, you know, yeah. five six percent. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's it's a great product.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball.
2: Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I'm ready. Put me in, coach.
1: I, I love asking this question. What product is not currently in the market that this industry needs?
2: Jumbo Prime. <laughs>
1: jumbo prime
2: <laughs> it's coming it's coming you've been hearing that for a little while week and a half
0: do you, do you guys have anything along with what brian just said anything that you guys have talked about that the consumer um you know, you know
2: as far as my wish list um i think we need um an itin program okay i know it's out there i'm not 100 sure if it came back after COVID, with some lenders, but I think for us, we have a lot of people that are living here that have had businesses here for years mm-hmm. and years. Mm-hmm. We um, we don't have that program yet. I would love to see the ITIN program. Somebody with an ITIN number be able to okay. do that financing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's come back to some degree, but it's it's re, it's still it's still restrictive.
2: It's very restrictive. Um, Same you know, with foreign nationals. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, um, I I would I I think one of the in terms of uh, uh, a paper mortgage, like the thing that we struggle with the most, is verifying assets.
2: So you want an asset? Free? I, I, I want an yeah. You want a yeah. No income? No, we'll no, do the income. Nina. The, old, the old world
0: savings days, where you put twenty five, thirty percent down for the self employed borrower that had seven hundred plus, you know, credit. Um, you know, they they didn't have to dig up tax returns <laughs> to qualify. You know, there was tons of income, a big stream, and you know they now they're forced into some somewhat of a higher rate than mm-hmm. they were allowed to, or afforded back, you know, ten, twelve years ago. Yeah, I think they've been penalized the most um, from from all the
1: changes that have happened. So the self-employed borrower. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you
0: go back to when that product rolled out in the late seventies, that was around for well over a decade before it got to where it got to. Then mm-hmm. then it just expanded beyond the twenty percent, twenty-five percent into you know, 80, 20 and got crazy. Right. Um, but that initial product, that alone, is I think what's still missing. Yeah, it.
1: I'm not saying not to verify assets. I'm saying, like, let's just work off a VOD. Instead of having to chase all of this money around, because that's what I feel like we're typically doing on the asset verification side, just boom, let's order a VOD from your financial institution and. Yeah, well, you got the money. The, we don't, the money. the money's the money. The money's the money. Money's we the don't. Money. We don't care how it got there. Whether that might be a the money laundering or thing. How that they're long looking. It's been to, there. Yeah, they're looking to track <laughs> some Came of that. You know, <laughs> 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 who brought <laughs> that money into the <laughs> bank, Brian? I don't know. I don't know. And you don't want to know. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. I'm just saying it would make it would make lending so much easier if we now. In this case, I mean, you guys are using <laughs> assets to determine income. But if we were going to prove the income, why then have to verify the assets?
2: Now we only season our assets for 30 days, so we only need one month of a bank statement, which I think is good because even if it is mattress money or a gift, can I not say mattress money? You can say (laughs) mattress. Of course, you can. Is that a bad word? No. Um, even if it is is money that they can't verify, it's a gift. They don't trust banks. It was mattress yeah, money. Yes, They put it in the bank at season. We still get going with their, we're processing their loan. We're moving forward. And right at the very end, you supply me with that 30 Updated day bank, bank statement. statement. Yep. So no, it's not a VOD that easy, but I still no, think it's still, pretty easy. That's
1: still pretty easy. That's easier than
2: the, road, the, the
1: roads we have to go down. I think the other one is, um, I, and I, I mean, there's some out there, but a hundred percent program for a convention. I don't for the life of me understand what I think.
0: Not. I think he started way before 07. Yeah he, yeah, he was like He's
2: late done. 90s. <laughs> I think
1: that that's no. I'm going saying, <laughs> listen,
2: that. we know <laughs> we, went, VA, we went down that I know, road, but we right? know
1: VA loans perform, <laughs> yes, right? We know VA, and and USDA loans perform. There should be, and maybe it's restrictive. Like, hey, Puts you have to—you have to be a first-time home buyer. You've got to have a specific credit score. Maybe you've got to have—well, um, I was going to say reserves, but you wouldn't need a hundred percent loan for that. But I just think that there's scenarios where a hundred percent loan would be beneficial.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if we see the ninety-five back, but I'm not sure we'll see the hundred percent back just because we've been down that road. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Because they got no skin in the game. So what's to say they wouldn't just up and leave? Like, hence the crash. Like a lot of people did, yeah. Right, hence the crash. Hey, let's
0: switch gears. Talk about investors. They've got a great investor program. So the investor Mm. cash flow, how does that work? And the the LTV on that. And then the new rollout of 70% or lower, you know, the, the debt service doesn't necessarily... Yeah, it doesn't come into in play. Talk yeah. about it.
2: So like Brian was saying, a great way for your LOs to get into a real estate office is offering something that the other six people before you didn't offer. Mm-hmm. And I find that the we call it the investor cash flow. A lot of people know it as the DSCR, debt service coverage ratio loan, where it's not based off the borrower's income. It's based off the cash flow of the property. This is a Huge For me, I believe it's a great way to get into a real estate office because 99% realtors realtors want that loan for themselves. They don't show any income. They don't show any employment. It's just based off the market rent that comes back on the appraisal. Mm -hmm. If your market rent covers your mortgage payment, your new mortgage payment, that's all that matters. It just
1: needs to break even. just
2: Just needs to break even.
1: Do you have to currently own a primary residence?
2: You do have to own a primary because it can't look like they're going to be potentially moving into it. Because okay. Dodd Frank would have our hide if we did a
1: Sure. No, it would look like no occupancy fraud. Yep. Yep.
2: yep. yep. On a on a primary. <clears throat> so yes, you do have to own a primary residence, but you don't have to have any investment uh um, experience. experience. Yep. Yeah. Which okay. is which a is big huge. One. Yep. What's the L T V we're trying to get? So we go up to eighty percent on that. So twenty okay. percent down. You don't show any income. You don't show any employment. Just based off. And if you're getting into real into investing, you are looking for loans or houses that your rent is gonna cover right. your mortgage Correct. payment, right? Yep. So, but we actually also offer if you put thirty percent down and have at least a seven hundred score, we don't even care if it covers. So, the market rent doesn't even have to cover your mortgage payment. If you've got that much skin in the game, mm-hmm. so nice. So this if, is great if if, if
0: somebody went and applied for the eighty percent and the the rent didn't it wasn't covered, would they would you counter the offer back? Absolutely. To, okay. So they can still move forward if so they have the still additional ten percent. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think it's a great product, and for the lender, you know, with the seventy percent loan to value, that's a lot of skin in the game. Going back to your point, where if the loan went delinquent or went default. In today's environment where we're seeing record home appreciation, you guys are covered. Right. Like if, if you have to go back and...
2: Which is why yeah. we can offer yeah, that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And right now they're saying like, you know, people are wanting to invest right now as prices are going up. They're trying to buy investment properties because even if financial advisors are telling them, keep it, keep it in the market, mm-hmm. you know, come out and get a loan. We have asset-based programs as well that it's just based off the assets that are in your bank. And they're saying, you know, money's cheap right now.
1: Money is very
2: cheap. Great point. So, you know, keep your money in the stock market, because those are, you know, that's doing really well for a lot of people. Yeah. So that's a great... You
0: mentioned rates being fours and fives. That's still phenomenal. I have a couple rental properties going back, you know, back in the day that are still five, five and a half, six percent. We're even as low as
2: threes on our bank statement program. Well... Yeah. Very well, cool.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, we've talked about it before. I mean, right now with the low rate environment, and it doesn't matter whether you're prime or, um, you know, non-QM. The the smart thing to do is to put the least amount down as possible and keep your assets available for whatever you might need them for. Absolutely. So yeah, leverage.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep them in the market. So
0: tell you you rolled out. I think it was just before COVID hit the ten ninety nine. What you know? Explain how that works. Why why one would go that route versus bank statement program?
2: So on the bank statement program, um, obviously you have to be self employed or ten ninety nine for at least two years. The ten ninety nine program, we will require you to be ten ninety nine with the same company for two years. So if you're with the same company, for example, Van Dyke and they happen to be 1099 we could just take the 1099's instead of getting the 12 or 24 months of bank statements. So it's just a little bit easier. There's no difference in rate or loan to value. The other reason why you might use it is on the personal bank statements. If they just have personal bank statements, which most 1099 borrowers don't have a business bank statement, Mm -hmm. anybody on the personal bank statements has to be on the loan. So if there's a spouse on there, maybe they don't qualify, Mm. and we don't want to put them on the loan, then give me your two month two years of.
0: 1099s. So, so let's just take a, a real estate agent that's looking that's to buy, look, looking to buy a home, right? Yep. They've worked, you know, they've worked five years for a Keller Williams office, and they show two years, ten ninety nine. What's the typical expense on a realtor? How, how would you guys use the income? Like wh- right per- now,
2: we're doing a minimum of a thirty percent expense. Okay. So we're okay. going to average your 1099 bottom line mm-hmm. over either 12 or 24 months. So either the one year 1099 or 20, two years two of 1099, years. and then we're okay. going to take a 30 percent expense. All
0: right. So so somebody that gives you that it's a it's a hundred thousand 1099 two years in a row, you're gonna you're gonna qualify them on seventy thousand in income. Correct. And they can move forward and buy a home. Okay. Yep. Good to know. Yep. That's, yeah. That's an awesome program. Yeah, that is an awesome program. Because you know a lot of realtors will have, you know, they've got mileage. They've got tons of expenses, you know, that, they, that they're they well, probably think, adjusted down below that. <S juga> right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think cases.
1: anybody who is 1099 for the most part, the way that they're going to file their tax returns is going to be the best tax benefit for them. Sure. So, you know, in, in this case, they're probably going to be able to get more income out of that 1099 program than we would averaging two years of you know, yep. tax returns. Tax returns, even on an S corp, if they did it that way. Yeah. Um, so it's smart. It's smart because it's allowing people to still, I get you know, relieve themselves of some tax burden and be able to get you know into into a home. You guys service your loans?
2: We don't. We okay. sell off the servicing. Okay. We retain them, but we sell the servicing off.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Talk about the products that you that you have that the agency stuff that you do for like a near miss somebody that wants to go conventional or FHA VA not necessarily self employed, but they've got two years verifiable income, Mm -hmm. but they've got credit, you know, maybe a credit ding or a a prior uh, history with credit that prevents them from getting a conventional loan. What type of stuff can you guys offer?
2: We have loans for somebody that's two years out of a bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale. Um, and if they did a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, we'll go off the file date. So if okay. the file date's two years ago, but they just, just discharged maybe last month, that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, and the other great thing about the Chapter 13 bankruptcy, too, is if they included a mortgage in there, or I'm sorry, yeah, if they included a mortgage in their bankruptcy and let's say the bankruptcy is done, whether it was a 7 or a 13, I should say, but the lender bank didn't take our borrower off title yet Mm -hmm. so it looks like they just had a foreclosure short sale we're not going to hold that against the borrower it's not their fault that the bank you know neglected to take them off title so we're going to actually use the discharge date of the bankruptcy for that quote-unquote foreclosure as well
1: yeah that's great listen i think things happen you know there there are life events that put us in a situation where you, that's your only option, right? Absolutely. Bankruptcy or a foreclosure. And, you know, those could be illnesses. Those could be divorce. There's a, a number of things um, that could lead to that. And a lot of times there are things that are outside of somebody's control that have no bearing on what their creditworthiness mm-hmm. was Absolutely. prior to that. Do you, you know what I'm saying? COVID was a pretty big one. Yeah, COVID, COVID, was, a, a lot COVID of was a pretty big, big one. one. So, um yeah, I, again, I think that's a smart product, too, because I think – I'm not knowing what all your qualification guidelines are for that, but I'm assuming they have to have showed some semblance of rebuilding, um,
0: reestablished. re-established yeah, re-est- that they've, that they've, yeah,
1: they've reestablished. You know, hey, I'm I'm earning income, I'm paying my bills, whatever it may be. I'm paying my but, rent. You know, we see all the time, by the way, people who have gone through a foreclosure or a bankruptcy who have very high credit scores mm-hmm. that we can't do anything with until that term. The, ta- the time period. That, the cool that, thing about right. it
0: is if let's say we've got two and a half years on our end to wait on a conventional product, mm-hmm. they might qualify now with you and, and your loans on a primary, there's no prepay penalty. Correct. So that's huge. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, so somebody that might still only be a year out from that event, they can come, not wait a year, right? Yep. Not wait for prices to go up another 10, 15%. Yeah. Potentially, right? Get yeah. the loan with you, the rate slightly higher based on that situation, mm-hmm. and then turn it back to us, you know, when that time expires and, and they can get a regular product.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Anything else you guys want to chat about?
0: I think you want the, the Nina back, the Cisa and the, the,
1: <laughs> the Noni. Uh, Santa right. uh, Santa Maria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what were they again? The the Nina, <laughs> the, the Pinta, Pinta, and the Santa, Santa Maria? Maria. <laughs> yeah. It's got a couple of those lines going.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Sail off and do it. It kind
0: of makes you chuckle because you, you can tell you can tell when people get into our business in like the uh the early two thousands. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because they went they went five or six years without actually collecting a tax return. Oh, it's I cr- mean we, you know, they were just so used to that type of loan <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. back in the day. Well,
1: listen, I think you've yeah. got loan originators in the business today that still remember that time, that don't want to accept that it's a different time. Right. Right. I and mean, they still have a hard time. Like they're afraid that if they go to a borrower and ask for some bank statements, some tax returns and some W twos gonna be like, nope, I'm out. I'm out. We're we're not getting that loan. You know, you.
2: I don't want it. Somebody it's else. Like going somebody else dealer. is going to
1: give me that loan and not going to ask for all that stuff. Right. That's what they, you know. They'll piecemeal it though. What they'll do is they'll, they'll tell them they're approved and then slowly <laughs> extrapolate the information I mean, over. That's thirty days. That's million. more pain. That's yeah. more painful to me than like, like hey Bruce just, canal with no no Yes, there you yes. go. Let's get it <laughs> yeah. all up front. Yeah. Yeah, listen. So you know, I'm trying to you know give you guys solid ideas for for loan products. I I appreciate you know, that. I'm
2: gonna write that down. But do, I do what I can. Take for, that back to the for the tip for the good of
1: the industry. You know, for the good of the industry. So, yeah.
2: we'll awesome. <laughs> listen. Sure
1: Stacy, thanks for spending some time with us Thank today. You guys. I think we have we had a little bit of fun. We got a couple Thank laughs you. in anyway. Um, but uh, thanks for sharing your wealth of knowledge with us and um, you know really showing us how. Real estate agents and loan officers alike can create some opportunities for some folks who might not be able to get a mortgage through the conven- through the conventional ways, and um, allow us to have some unique conversations that you know other folks aren't having. So <laughs> I, just, I just want to thank all our listeners and viewers for tuning in with us today here on the Context to Contracts podcast. On behalf of John Jones and Stacy Flanagan, we just want you to know thank if you, there's Stacey. anything that you thank need, you. we're always here to serve.